Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back. It's your girl, Annette Harris, your certified mental health ambassador and host of this podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, distributed by Get Caught in a Net Incorporated. And I want you to think of this experience as a net for your mind to mend. If this is your first time joining us, I want you to feel free to listen. Uh, I welcome you, but I also encourage you to make sure you subscribe to Mind Mending in the Net on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. This particular podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, has been created so that we can promote positive mental health. Positive mental health. That's the goal. That's the key. Before we go further, I normally like to quote my mantra, which is, everything starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. And today's positive mental health tip is actually focused around the day that we're doing this podcast, which is February 14th, Valentine's Day. Some of you may or may not have a Valentine. Uh, someone to express your love or how you feel about them and or you may not have received it in return but I don't want you to focus on all the fanfare of Valentine's Day if that's the case what I want you to do for this positive mental health tip is to sit down and create a grateful will not a will, W-I-L-L, a will, W-H-E-E-L. So you're going to sit down. You're going to write down some things that you're grateful for. Um, you can put it in the shape of a wheel, or you can just have it listed out. So when you write down the things that you're grateful for, put it in plain view so that you will be reminded of those things that you're grateful for. And then that will be your focus as opposed to, um, being concerned that you don't have a Valentine for today. All right. Let's hop right into the topic of discussion. Okay. Um, uh, with the fact that it is Valentine's day and mind mending in the net wanted to uh, focus on something to help promote your positive mental health on this day. The topic of discussion, we're going to talk about attachment avoidance and Valentine's day. What's the relation? What what does attachment avoidance have to do with Valentine's Day? And you're probably like, what is she talking about? Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about because there is a connection. I actually pulled up an article and I'm going to reference it uh, throughout this particular episode. But before I do that, I just want to give you a little bit of history of Valentine's Day. And many of you probably already know um, how Valentine's Day started, where it came from, um, who made this day up? Did somebody make it up? Uh, Is there any real uh, uh, truth to this day, Uh, if you will? Here are some facts uh, about Valentine's Day. Let's see. One article said that St. Valentine actually refers to several different people. 
I kind of want to touch that, but I don't want to touch that because some people probably say, oh, is that where uh, some men or some women get get, get uh, the idea that they can have more than one Valentine? I don't know. I just do that out. All right. Another uh, fact is that the timing of Valentine's Day, it says it offsets an ancient pagan holiday. So uh, it says they may have first begun to celebrate Valentine's Day in February in an effort to draw attention from a pagan holiday set at the same time. And then you also have some individuals that say Valentine's Day is a pagan holiday or it is a hallmark holiday. I've heard that before as well. Um, They also say here that romance only became a part of Valentine's Day much later. So let me see. Uh, It didn't. So when Valentine's Day started out, they said um, romance was not a part of it. Um, I don't know. I was trying to look to see here if it gave a date of when romance became a part of it. But it did say that cards, you know, the Valentine's Day cards, they became more common in the 18th century. All right. So that's just some few facts about Valentine's Day itself. All right. So the article that I referred to earlier, the title of it is, Could Valentine's Day be bad for some relationships? And... This is um, an article from Psychology Today. So uh, that is going to be the basis. uh, This article is going to be the basis of this particular episode so that we can kind of talk about attachment, avoidance, and Valentine's Day. So there are a few key points uh, that this article focused on, um, but one that I want to look at It says here that a study found that people high in attachment avoidance did not experience a boost in satisfaction when Valentine's Day was important or most noticeable. All right, so let's try and pick this particular key point apart. Address it, if you will. So basically, those who have experienced um, attachment avoidance um, a lot or who have experienced it, when Valentine's Day comes around, it's like, you know, another day to them. They don't really look at it as, you know, a major day. Oh, I've got to go and celebrate Valentine's Day or um, they don't they're not really influenced by the celebration of Valentine's Day because of attachment avoidance. Now, whether or not Valentine's Day makes you feel better about your relationship, it really depends upon your attachment style. All right. And um, that's what this article says. It also says, and in particular, the extent to which you experience attachment avoidance. So attachment avoidance is the tendency to avoid intimacy and to feel uncomfortable getting close to others. People high in attachment avoidance may experience the pressure of Valentine's Day negatively or at least not experience it as a particularly positive thing, which is what I stated earlier. 
So, you know, if you have been an individual who um, attachment avoidance has become a part of you, that is um, your attachment style, you know, maybe, I don't know, some things happened when you were younger or as a child um, and it, it wasn't in a positive way. So, you know, as you go on and you uh, grow, you age through life, if that has not been dealt with, you may not even look at Valentine's Day in a positive light. You may be like, oh God, I don't celebrate that. Why are they doing this? And why are they making such a big deal out of it? You know, I go in the store to find to the uh, uh, grocery shop and all I see is Valentine's Day stuff all around and it's really getting on my nerve. I'm sure some of you have heard people say that and it, it bothers them. I was just actually speaking with someone earlier today and they asked me, what was I doing for Valentine's Day? And I asked them, what were they doing for Valentine's Day? And they said, oh, I don't celebrate that. Oh, you guys can have that day, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm not knocking their response or, you know, because that was in a negative sense. And I'm not knocking someone who is, you know, they look at Valentine's Day as a positive thing because everybody's um how everybody looks at you know certain things is, is going to be different everybody's experience is different now that individual may have been dealing with attachment avoidance may or may not okay I just want to break this down today because there is a connection with that and Valentine's Day so let me read this um some of this I've already um, kind of mentioned earlier, but attachment refers to the bond that forms between a baby and their primary giver, caregiver, parent or um, whoever, their primary caregiver. Uh, it's an interplay of communication and responses that foster physical and emotional closeness. It pro- uh, attachment provides a secure base, a sense of security, and trust that no matter what happens, the caregiver will be there for support. And it also establishes a safe haven of comfort to soothe the baby in times of distress. Now, this is something we have to keep in mind. What infants or babies learn from their caregivers normally shapes their worldview and significantly impacts how they interact with others to meet their needs in all future relationships. So then, you know, that baby's going to grow up to become a, 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 an adult. That infant is going to grow up and, you know, become an adolescent and a teenager and go through all those, you know, different uh, growth stages, if you will. So if they have been properly shaped um, when they were a baby or infant, that is going to determine how they interact with others, interact with others when it comes to relationships. And relationships, of course, guys, doesn't always have to mean um, lovey-dovey, you know, in a relationship, a romantic relationship. 
it's going to help uh, to shape their relationship, you know, with friends, with their uh, teachers or with adults or what have you. So it's going to be very key and important how we shape our infants, our children, our babies when they come into this world. Avoiding attachment. This style is one type of insecure attachment, all right? Avoidant attachment style is one type of insecure attachment. And insecure attachment uh, includes avoidant attachment, anxious attachment, disorganized attachment, as well as reactive attachment disorder. Um, and there is a con- all of these contrast secure attachment, which is a healthy, strong emotional bond that's going to lead to feelings of trust and self-worth. Okay. Um, when you look at avoidant attachment, it really, uh, it's looked at, be- uh, as the belief that in other individuals aren't reliable that they aren't trust, you can't trust them, or they are not caring. Um, And so that is how, you know, uh, an individual, a baby or whatever, that's why it's so key to shape them because what they see and how they're shaped, you know, when they're younger is going to um, actually help them to realize that uncle, auntie, cousin, friend, whoever comes around, are they reliable? Are they trustworthy? Um, So it's going to be important. I can't stress this enough, how we shape our children, how we shape um, those individuals that we are caring for. Um, avoiding attachment is, it really is a self-protective measure. So you're going to make sure that you protect yourself at all costs. And I don't think people really understand that. It, 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 it's, it's something that you do, um, innately. It's something that you're going to do without even thinking about it. You're going to protect yourself. All right. When it when it seems like that particular caregiver, whether it's your mom, your dad, step stepmom, stepdad or whoever, foster mom, adopted mom, adopted parents, when it seems like they cannot be counted on, then this avoidant attachment is going to pop up because that individual needs to protect themselves. All right. And so then protecting themselves, of course, is going to involve all different kind of behaviors, whether, um, you know, t- because they want to survive. So whether it they clam up and don't say anything to them anymore or um, avoid them, you know, or get away from them or lash out at them. Those may be certain behaviors that they um, display because they realize that this caregiver is not somebody that I can count on. Now, make it a little bit plain, uh, attachment avoidant can come when individuals, when babies, uh, maybe a parent um, has to go off to work or um, 
it has to go somewhere and maybe they have to leave the child, you know, with someone else. And so then that child may think, oh, I can't trust, you know, my mom anymore. My mom has always gone off. You know, they don't know. Babies don't know. You have to go to work because you have to, you know, support them. But again, we're going to circle back around to talking about how we have to shape the baby, how we have to shape those that are in our care. Because our babies, they need that love. They need that affection. They need that empathy. And um, we get it. You have to go work. You have to go and do this. You have to go and do that. Maybe you have to leave them with a, a babysitter or what have you. But then we have to make sure that when we come back in their presence, that we soothe them, that we show them that warmth, that we show them that affection so that they will understand and know, yes, I had to leave, but I still love you. I still care about you. You know, I I don't want you to be stressed, you know. Um, Show that warmth, show that that compassion to that child. Because again, they're going to grow up into adults. And then when Valentine's Day comes around, they may be experiencing attachment avoidance. And this is not only for, I just did this episode because it's Valentine's Day, but it's not only for Valentine's Day. These things that I'm discussing here is something that we can um, look at throughout our entire lives. All right. It's not, I'm not doing this episode to make you accept uh, Valentine's Day or make you go out and buy flowers and, you know, get all into, um, you know, the height of, you know, Valentine's Day or, and I'm not trying to, you know, turn you against it either. But you have to understand and know that, and this also can help you to understand why some people don't (laughs) look at Valentine's Day in a positive sense. Why some people, you know, like the individual I spoke about earlier, eh, I'm not doing that. You you guys, you guys can celebrate Valentine's Day. I don't want to, you know, um, I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want to go and buy a card. I don't even want to, this is a Hallmark holiday. Again, there's a reason that they feel that way. You know, whether it is they don't want to get caught up in the hoopla or something has happened to them. Maybe in their childhood, maybe in their teenage years, or what have you, that a strong emotional bond was not uh, developed for them. They did not uh, see where they can trust individuals. And I and I'm gonna tell you everything. It does start at home. It really does. And that's why my heart kind of goes out to those individuals who don't have um, homes or caregivers to be able to nurture them and to shape them, um, you know, appropriately and correctly so that they won't have these um, lifelong mental health uh, issues. Um, Because avoiding attachment in infancy and childhood can lead to that. It can definitely lead to that. So we have to be really, really careful. Um, Again, as parents, as um, mentors, as nurturers, as um, 
uh, educators and how we are uh, addressing our children, the babies, the infants. Let's show them that love. Let's show them that compassion. Let's show them that um, we are trustworthy. Let's show them um, that they can have self-worth. All right? They don't have to feel bad or feel neglected. All right? Show them that love. Show them that love. And, I, you know, I'm going to wrap this up, but I just want to encourage you, you know, to understand and know what avoidant uh, attachment is or attachment avoidance is. But also, maybe, um, you know, I don't know if you're dealing with that yourself or if you see other individuals who may be possibly dealing with this particular attachment style because of something they've experienced in the past, maybe you can reach out to them. Maybe you can show them that love. They may not be your child. They may not be your student. But we all need love. Whether we realize it or not, we all need love. We need that. And if we can get beyond the the red tape and the big walls that are up where people are blocking their hearts and they don't want to open up, you know, because they've been hurt in the past, let's, let's, let's show some love. You know, um, let's help uh, to renew their faith in mankind. Let's point them in the direction of Christ. God is love. And one thing about God, he has been uh, the only constant in our lives, whether we own up to it, realize it, accept it or not. So that's a look at attachment avoidance and Valentine's Day. Um, Again, make sure you create a grateful wheel and post it in plain view so that you will know what you're grateful for. You can look at it on a regular basis so that you won't become overwhelmed with the activities of this day, Valentine's Day or any other day. Just think about some things that you're grateful for. I hope this particular episode has been of some help to you. And I do want to say happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you, whether you are going to celebrate or not. Uh, And if you're celebrating, whether you're celebrating with your significant other or you're celebrating your parents or your child or whoever else you want to extend your love and gratitude and appreciation to on today. Uh, do it safely. Uh, don't um, don't be sad about it. And if you choose not to celebrate it, and that's fine as well. All right. All right, guys, this is the end of this episode. I want you to make sure you join me for the next one. And I do encourage you that if you have any questions or comments, uh, they can be emailed to me at mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. Mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. And I continue to ask you to please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Um, You can follow me also on social media. I'm on Instagram at Mind Mending in the Net. I'm also on Facebook at Mind Mending in the Net. And uh, again, go to Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. Look for Mind Mending in the Net. Uh, This is the place where we promote positive mental health 
and also the place where everything starts in the mind. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care, guys. Thank you.